Welcome to Our Jewish Roots with insightful Bible teaching from Israel with Dr. Jeffrey Seif. This week, we look at the legacy Joshua left behind on Joshua More Than a Conqueror. Welcome to Our Jewish Roots. I'm David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. And I am Jeffrey Seif, and I am a little sad. I am too. This has been a great series. You know, I've heard it said, the person who writes, who benefits most from writing a book is the author. And I derive benefit just from climbing into Joshua's world and reconstructing it, and then going to Israel and all the rest. And it's sad to leave him at one level. Mm -hmm. Kirsten and I talk a lot about us leaving a legacy in this world for our children, for friends. Yes, Joshua was one of those guys that really left a great legacy. Absolutely. And we'll hear about that today from you. Dr. Seif will be teaching again in Israel. We'll be bringing that backdrop for you. But first, let's hear from those that had to deal with life after Joshua. After 40 long years in the wilderness, the children of Israel have found their home in the Promised Land. The boundaries of the tribes have been determined, and Joshua has summoned the people together to give his farewell address. It was the Lord our God who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from the land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. One of you routes a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you as he promised. Then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Put away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. Joshua's voice will long be remembered, his leadership unmatched. What remains after his death at the age of 110 are detailed accounts of battles won and covenants confirmed. Roadmaps to and through the land of promise are noted as well. There's this plan for Jericho and a map on the taking of high. Battle plans for kingdoms to the south and the north. Another map, a recent one, showing the boundaries of our tribes. It is a treasure. His victories, his losses, his dreams, they're all here and his final bidding as well. And may we never forget it, Joshua's covenant with the house of Israel. 
it appears he recorded every single word. Joshua was just a messenger. Clearly, the words are from Adonai. Here, his address of farewell. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I took your father Abraham and led him through the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed. To Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Egypt. He never wanted us to forget it. How Moses led us away from the hand of the Pharaoh. The miracle of the Red Sea. Yes. And he continues on about Adonai's faithfulness as we approached Canaan. Then you went over the Jordan. Ah, defeat of the Amorites, defeat of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Jebusites. But it was not with the sword that we defeated the Amorites. Joshua wanted us to know it was Adonai's might, not ours. I have given you a land for which you did not labor, cities that you did not build. You eat of the vineyards and the olive groves that you did not plant. May we never forget his final commission. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, the Lord or the gods of the land you live in. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we agreed. The entire house of Israel agreed. The Lord Adonai is our only God. We will obey and serve only him. And be faithful to the covenant with hearts that are pure. With Joshua gone, do you really think it's possible? Our children will know. I pray those who follow us will recall how faithful Adonai was despite our shortcomings. Lord God of Israel, may the generations yet to come remember this covenant and our pledge before you. May they understand how blessed they are because of what happened here. May they never forget these marvelous days of Joshua and of your hand that led us to this magnificent land of promise. The prayers of gratitude offered 3,300 years ago still ring true here in the land of promise. We came to Timnah Cheres in the very heartland of Israel to consider the legacy of the man whose strategic command led the children of Israel from the banks of the Jordan to the miracle that is now the state of Israel. It is here that Joshua was finally laid to rest in the hills of the land he loved so much, the area allotted to his tribe, Ephraim. It's a beautiful land and you can see it behind me and it's all around me. And I know that the children of Israel were thrilled to be here and thankful that Joshua was the one who led them in here. But now it's time to say goodbye, as they say. Goodbye was the order of the day with Joshua. He ran his course 
and served Israel well. And he closes the book by recapping all of that. And I want to alight upon some of that as well. Here from the area of Timnitzere, a beautiful place where Joshua made his resting place. He, for a certain period of time, belonged to humanity, but now he belongs to history and is remembered through his writings and through the legacy that he left of faithfulness to the Lord. That was attested early on in how he stayed with Moses and served him. Both as a military man he served him, he served him as uh, an attendant in the sanctuary. He was just a go-to guy. And in as much as he was a go-to guy to serve Moses, finally then the mantle of leadership went to him. And he used his influence not to serve the man of the Lord, Moses, but the people of the Lord. And so it is, he ran his course as a leader uh, through valleys and mountaintops. And he came to proximity to this place where he made his resting place. We pick up with the finale of Joshua in his, uh, the book that bears his name. In the 24th chapter, we read, and Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, an interesting place. In fact, that's where the promise began. I say that because back in Bereshit in Genesis, the 12th chapter, the, uh, the gifting of the real estate, the, the, the promise of the land is articulated. So he brings them to the place where the promise was first promised. And there, among other things, he recapped the story of God's faithfulness to them in so many ways, through so many days. And he exhorted them to walk with the Lord. In fact, you go to uh, verse 14, and I'll be kind of working my way through the text. He says, V'yato yeru et adenoi uvdo oto bitromim uve'emet. Now, therefore, he says, fear the Lord, Ya'ar Adonai. It means to revere him, to take him seriously and serve him, he says, in sincerity and truth. It's a beautiful exhortation. And he doesn't just stop there. He goes on to say something that, uh, uh, that he's well known for right thereafter in verse 15. He says, choose this day whom you shall serve. That is to say, individuals have to make a choice. Joshua made that choice. Uh, people need to have an internal locus of control. That is to say, we make executive decisions. And with those decisions, we decide how we're going to live our lives. He says, you make that choice. He, he finishes up the verse with a very famous line in Hebrew, the Anoki Ubeti Naavod et Adonoi. Famous verse. He says, Me, Ani, and my house, we will serve the Lord. When he thinks of house, we're not talking about sticks and bricks and an address on the street somewhere. It's household. That is to say, he's made his mark. And not only has he made his mark as an individual, but he is inculcating that faith and virtue 
within his immediate web of relationship. He made that decision, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I should say parenthetically, that's not simply a case of, well, we're gonna to go to church on Saturday you know, or Sunday. There were no synagogue services to go to back then. It's not being pious in the sense of religious attendance and uh, at worship uh, places and spaces. And I'm not trying to minimize that much as it is serving the Lord. There, there's, a, there's a code, there's an ethical code to be a tzaddik. Uh, tzedakah is the Hebrew word for righteousness. It's also the word for charity. That is to say, caring and sharing about others. We will serve the Lord. That is to say, we'll place a premium on doing his bidding on being his hands and his feet. We'll go where he leads us to go and we'll do what he beckons us to do. We will serve the Lord. And that's what it was then. And we would do well to recover it today. Simply put today, many of us say, well, yeah, we serve the Lord. We go to church on Sunday. And uh, yeah, you know, if the message is good, I'll throw a few bucks in the plate. I'm not trying to disparage giving and attending as much as to say this serving the Lord harks to an executive decision that I'm going to invest my energies in life, not just to contribute to my own concerns, but mindful of God that I want to make sure that his kingdom come and his will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And friend, if we do that, like Joshua, we'll be more than a conqueror. Our resource this week, the series Joshua, More Than a Conqueror, on DVD. This eight-program series reveals how Joshua went from spy to Moses' apprentice and then became the faithful leader of the Israelites during the conquest of the land of Canaan. With dramatic reenactments, Bible teaching from Dr. Seif, insight from Chaim Mailspin, music, and much more. Contact us and ask for your copy of the DVD series, Joshua, More Than a Conqueror. Many of you have connected with us on Facebook. We call it Friended Us, and we thank you for that. It's a great way to connect with you. Right. I, I think of people on our tours that we love being with you on the bus, but after that... We get to keep up with their lives, yes. which is so wonderful. And it We just, have some amazing friends. We do. Yeah. And on our ministry's Facebook page, you can watch... If you, uh, if you missed any programs in the series, you can catch it on there. You can watch them on our website. We are so internet savvy, right? We are. we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have our own YouTube channel. So there's all kinds of extra stories that you can catch on social media. We'd love to see you there. Right, also thank you so much for your support. We could not do any of this without your support. And like always, we just wanna say thank you so much. Big thank you. Right now, let's go back to Dr. Seif's teaching in Israel. While individuals need to decide to serve the Lord individually, the means by which we do that is not determined individually. And thus I have some paraphernalia in front of me. The menorah reminds us of the creator God who did it in seven days. And the talis here is a powerful reminder in the Jewish people, uh, among the Jewish people that is, of serving the Lord. And the reason why I note that is because the way it's designed itself harks to the commandments of the Lord. The tzitzit, the fringes, are a reminder to keep the Sabbath. And there are other things built into this, which I won't describe, that 
that, that speak of putting on the commandments, putting on the instructions, living within that. In the Bible, Paul is referred to as a tent maker. He probably made these. I don't think he had a contract with Boy Scouts of America to heave out a lot of canvas, but, uh, but Hebrew people live and worship in these tents. In fact, even Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of God. And uh, there's a cogent argument that he's referencing uh, to being compliant to the teachings in the covenant. Well, in any case, uh, you heard me in the previous segment uh, give voice to the fact that Joshua had an internal locus of control and he as an individual decided to use his influence for godly purposes and he was minded to inculcate that into his immediate family. We see as well that the individuals that he's talking to similarly buy into that particular vision. I mention that because in verse 18 they say as much, Miponenu gamanachnu na'avod et adonoi, we will serve the Lord, they say, Kihu Eloheinu, that is, for he is our God. See, if you have someone who's very direct and there's some forceful about it, if you will, then that has a way of uh, inculcating uh, biblical virtues in those in proximity. If you have the man of the house in a household who's rather sheepish about religious things, that casual nature then trickles down through the family system. Better to have resolve. And then you see that it goes somewhere. And here the people say as much, Joshua, we're going to do it with you. And again in verse 24, the people said, the Lord, our God, we will serve. We will serve him. And his voice we will hearken, his voice we will listen to. And I'll tell you that Joshua had something to do with that. We get out of the story in verse 31. The author says, Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua. The man left a mark. The man left a legacy. The man had influence. And why is that? What can we learn from that? The reason why he left an influence is because he was doggedly determined himself to serve the Lord. This is evidence throughout his life. This was evidence before he ever became a man of such powerful influence. He was an able servant of the Lord, and that's attested in his earlier years with Moses as an assistant. And similarly, subsequent to that, when the mantle came on him, he was doggedly determined to serve the Lord. And that's evidenced by the way he finished up, even by coming here to Tzimnetzeri. It's an outpost. You know, a lot of times when people become very successful, and if you take the literature literally, he has some two million people in tow, and he's the macher, you know, he's the big shot. A lot of these people leave a legacy in wealth and monuments, but he had none of that. He retired to a humble place, to a simple life. And he's known 
not by the wealth, not by the power that came forth after him, but by the influence that he carried with him while he made his journey from the womb to the tomb. This was a man who wanted to make a difference in his generation. And what he left for subsequent generations is a memory, not a fortune, not a castle. There's no big monuments built to him. He died humbly, as did his boss. Moshe Rabenu similarly ran his course, and uh, his burial place we know not to this day. Well, we know where Joshua finished up. We know it because the text says as much, but again, he didn't leave a fancy monument. The text says in verse 29, and I'm finishing up by backing up a little, and after these things, the Ramat Yehoshua ben Nun, Joshua, the servant of the Lord, died. Finishes up like that, noting he was 110 years old. Listen, I want to thank you for going on the journey with me as we together explored the life of one of the greats. And I hope the experience will contribute to your own understanding of what greatness will look like for you. Faithfulness to the Lord, faithfulness to his purposes. If you serve the Lord well, you'll find it's reciprocal. It'll come back to you 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And yes, you, even you, like Joshua, can be more than a conqueror. I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Chaim Mailspin, a friend, a leader in the Israeli Defense Forces. Let's look and see what he had to say. Chaim, great to be with you today. It's good to be here. And you remind me of Joshua. Ask me why. Well, why is that? Well, funny you should ask. And I'll tell you, because in the Bible, Joshua led those people into the land, helped them get into the promised land. You're doing the very same thing through your ministry. Can you talk to us about what you're doing up in the Galilee? Well, yes, the Aliyah Return Center. Aliyah means that very entrance to the Promised Land, just like Joshua did. Uh, we're positioned right on the Jordan River. You remember where he took those 12 stones and made a monument, uh, one for each tribe? That's what we're seeing is that God's regathering his people right now, just as he said he'd do. There's 64 key scriptures that are happening right now out of the large wealth of 700 scriptures, promises of this return that we're able to facilitate there. We have, of course, the Lone Soldier program. Those people came here without their family. You got the agricultural school. They got to learn how to work the land. Of course, we have the pre-army training academy and welcome volunteers from all over the world. There's a lot of formidable obstacles. Joshua had them, and I guess you have them too. What are they? People, when they come to what would be a foreign land to them, they need to learn Hebrew. How do I get a job? I have to go to the army. I have to be trained for that. My, oh my, how do I get married? How do I sign an apartment? You know, these are the giants in the land, not as scary as Goliath, but certainly are some formidable enemies to God's plan of, I will plant them land with all my heart and all my soul, Jeremiah 32, verse 41. We're in the most exciting time since the resurrection of Yeshua. We are seeing the Ezekiel 36 happen where the new, the new heart will come, a heart of stone out, heart of flesh in. And that all has to do with their great ingathering. Thank you for participating with me in the vision that God has for the restoration. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to serve alongside you, sir. <laughs> Thank you.
That's music from our founder, Zola Levitt. Also, you heard from Chaim Maelspin, who we, we love to hang with him. He's just the great, greatest guy. He's on fire for Yeshua. We, we love him being a part of our ministry. Hey, speaking of Yeshua, this is something, as we're studying our Jewish roots, that I, I was never taught, that the name Yeshua is Jesus's actual name, and Yeshua is a whole lot like... Joshua. <laughs> and there, there is a correlation, Good by stuff. the way. You know, Joshua is the quintessential soldier, and that resonates with me as a guy of rolling up your sleeves and taking life head on and going for your destiny. But truth of the matter, to your point, Yeshua, Jesus, is the ultimate soldier, went into hell uh, on our behalf. That is to say, he, he suffered the loss, went to the cross, and came out the other end. And he, he, he goes before us and is for us still, soldiering for our behalf. Right, and I love the parallel that Joshua brought the Israelites into the Holy Land, into the Promised Land, yes. as Yeshua, Jesus, will be bringing us into the ultimate Promised Land. Yes. I the, love that parallel. The unknown author of Hebrews gives voice to that and looks at Joshua as a typology. Uh, to your point, that he led them to in a way that had physicality, but there's a fulfillment to that, that with spiritual implications for all of us. What a story. It is. And, and there's so much that we've talked about and that we've discussed even at home together. But in a nutshell, can you tie up why it's so important for us to study Joshua, his well, life? Well, personally, I believe that any, uh, and I'll speak to you directly, not to Go just ahead, pivot you know from you, good. but I think any Bible story is a good story. And uh, people perish, they languish for not reading the Word. And, and it's great to watch TV about the Bible. It's great to read the primary sources yourself to develop that habit. And, and Joshua has the net effect for me of not being intim intimidated, not being daunted. Uh, overwhelmed by difficult exigent circumstances, but believing God, having faith, and persevering. I get that. I get loyalty out of that man. He was willing to give it up, and he gave it up sacrificially. When others were doing other things, he was giving unto the Lord. There's so much. I don't know how to sum it up in a few seconds, but I would encourage you, read the book and get the series. Good. He left a legacy, he did. and we want to do the same thing. Yes, our founder, Zola Levitt, left a legacy, but we must carry on. And that's what we're doing here on Our Jewish Roots. Come back next week. We have more to share with you about the beautiful roots of Christianity in our Bible. It's all coming. And as you go now, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store. There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you.
This has been a paid program brought to you by Zola Levitt Ministry.